okay great thanks chanel for um coming to sit with me and doing the wine podcast i really appreciate you and so i'm gonna do the intro as i always do um so we're going to hopefully do a cheers if you're open to it absolutely okay with this glass <laughs> i know we have quite a few <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, my Cheers. Um, and cheers to 2022. Thank you. Yes. So, um, I thank you so much for, again, sitting down with me. And I really just like to talk about, like, any, you know, qualifying moments in your journey and what you're, you know, what you did and what you're doing now and what you're looking to do and just anything and experience anything that can really um, help anyone else along the pathway. So I would like to ask you, where would you like to start? And I do need you to come in a bit. <laughs> so I'm scooting up. Yes, yes, I'm ready. So I don't know. You said qualifying moments. Yes. And that was such like fancy talk that I don't know what to say. <laughs> yes, so the qualifying moments would be like, to me, in my head, like, did anything stand out for you in different places of what you've, like, maybe accomplished in life that you felt like, wow, this is something that stood out to me and this is what I recall as something that I did in the past that was, like, really, like, boss moment something to that effect Ooh. i don't know i, I don't love know. love love to have girl boss <laughs> moments i don't know that i have them you do have them you do have I them. Don't. <laughs> okay so um what let me let me rephrase this uh ooh. what okay nope i got you mm-hmm. what i would like is to know mm-hmm. um what was your first career path that you felt like you did outside of um like within or or something that was like prominent to you just a career path that you felt like you started embarking upon that was like prominent for you I don't have a lot of them so I've had a lot of jobs Mm -hmm. um just because I'm the type of person who will try almost anything so I have had so many jobs starting with Chick-fil-A when I was 15 and I took a break from cheerleading when I was in high school and said I'm gonna do something different so I was like "Eh, I'm I'm not doing cheerleading this semester I'm gonna do something different so I went to work at Chick-fil-A worked there for a couple of months and ever since then I have had the type of I guess persona that was like well this sounds fun I'm gonna try it so I worked at the library I've worked at Chick-fil-A I've worked at a um, sports magazine. I've worked at, that was my first job after college. I've interned a few places. I've worked at retail stores, of course, I guess like most people. I've worked at so many places. I worked at the dining hall in college, which people found hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally slinging food. I worked there for like two days. And, and I'll try anything. <laughs> and then I quit them all. I quit all these jobs. Um, I think the longest job I've ever had was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. 
and that was my only full-time job where I worked for a property management company and then I've been an independent contractor doing real estate since 2009 or 10 and it's 2021 Mm. yeah yeah it's been a really long time it was supposed to be my backup job Okay. <laughs> I graduated college and I was like, well, I'm, I've been leasing apartments, which it, I loved. Yes. But I thought that I would be doing something else, like with my major, which is journalism. In my, uh, when my major was magazines, my degree is in journalism. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I should just have it back up because it was 2008 and everything was going to shit. And I should just have a just-in-case kind of job in case the recession thing got to me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've had a real estate license ever since and I've been doing some version of real estate ever since. Okay. Um, and I didn't expect that because, again, this was the plan B. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I can remember when I was in my after-school program in elementary school after we moved here to Georgia, I used to sell house I used to draw out house plans, like architectural plans. Oh, wow. When I was in fourth and fifth grade and sell them to the parents of other kids. Okay. Um, oh, we're going to have to take a pause okay. on that. Okay. <laughs> so let's be clear. <laughs> you were um, curating. Yeah, I was. Um, curating. You were curating your playmates' parents. Mm-hmm. Home layouts. Yes, I guess that I is amazing. It's it sounds weird at the time. No, I, that's I, amazing. I've sold so many things. I've that's the other part. It's like I've had so many jobs just because I'm like I will try anything. So mm-hmm. I've sold so many things from mixed CDs to friendship bracelets to water on a golf course to books on Amazon. That was my first. I guess most successful business was when Amazon first came out and they only sold books. Then I had a really, a pretty thriving Amazon book account. But I've sold so many things that it just seemed like one of many things. We have to pause on that as mm -hmm. well. Uh, What was the Amazon book? (laughs) I don't remember what my account was. I'm sure it's some Mm -hmm. version of like Butterfly 99 because that's something that's stuck with me. Like my very first email address was Butterfly. Like. Mm -hmm. B-U-T-T-A-F-L-I-E 99 at Hotmail. Mm. Yes. So and you were selling books. And and so when I started my Amazon account, I'm sure it was like butterfly something. You were in the future. I guess I was. <laughs> you were no, you were selling these books back when Amazon books was not a thing. Yeah, Amazon so at you the time. Very in the future. Only sold books and I was going around to like libraries to their friends of the library sales and going to like garage sales and stuff buying the books and then reselling them on Amazon for a profit but that was that was just one of so many things that I sold that I also thought the whole architectural plans thing was just just one of random many things that I've sold in life so I didn't really find it to be significant until now when I'm looking back and I'm like oh it's kind of full circle because here I am doing real estate as like an, an adult person and I have like these aspirations that have to do with like communities and properties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, you remember when I sold those those right. architectural plans to those kids? Right, right, right. <laughs> you remember when they bought them? You're in the plans. <laughs> Go ahead and revert back to those right. plans. <laughs> and I remember one parent saying, 
oh wow I really want my house to look like this mm. and that's the I, I don't know what the house looked like mm. I just drew stuff that was attractive to me mm-hmm. and then I had like a, a bunch that they could choose from and then they could just select whichever plan they want like a freaking builder does you just have right, plan right. A, right named A, B, C, D, E and then the buyer comes and chooses one so that's basically what I had and I, I laugh at it now because I'm like that's so funny what a random thing for a child to do but that's amazing um my sister Natalie mm-hmm. she did some similar things and I don't know that it was as um uh progressive as your version was <laughs> but no no that was very progressive of what you did because I think it's all about like what we have like at our fingertips and what we have like what what resources we have to do things but yeah no i um i love when i hear these things because i see the creativity so very young and i truly do i mean i see it all the time and i just don't know like how much you know it's appreciated and how much it was able to be actually like taken into account for you know further things so you can never discount those things is essentially what i'm saying is because i really mean it like we never know we have all of these things and we'll like chuckle about them and laugh Mm -hmm. about them and brush Mm -hmm. them off but in truth we never know like what could have been something or what we maybe you know could have like really came about for some for you know for one piece or the other so that's great so you were doing these plans I was yes I was and Mm -hmm. that was so many years ago so whatever however many years ago fourth and fifth grade was Mm -hmm. I'm like wiping my face (laughs) trying to calculate (laughs) how long ago that was that's how we calculate these days we just like wipe our eyes away right wipe our eyes away figure out pre-2020 or after 2020 so I um I left that alone and just tried a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. um and then I find myself here in 2022 no that's too quick Mm -mm. okay (laughs) I have going back right okay so I love it you had a very creative um uh Young intuition. I did. That's so and weird. You then, keep saying that. I won most creative at my high school. The superlatives. Mm. <laughs> that was my superlative. Superlatives. Yes. Listen, that, was, that was my yearbook thing. It was most creative in my face. Superlatives. Mm-hmm. I always feel superlative like no I always feel like ooh that's fancy oh really so it wasn't um, like the the best ones that people I think strive for but a superlative is a superlative I guess so um we won't uh skip anything Mm -hmm. so let's talk about what possibly could have happened after the um superlatives because mm-hmm. I don't think that it immediately jumps to 2022 it but doesn't. I don't <laughs> like I'll just fast forward it through all right. of that how do we blah, fast blah, forward blah, right. <laughs> here we are <laughs> if you could just give us like two little small pieces if yeah. you can remember anything because I, I, I love it and I, I love to see the journey so 
is there any other piece that you could possibly pull out of your, um, you know, <laughs> Rolodex? <laughs> so, I guess uh-huh. the most consistent thing with mm-hmm. me has been the real estate thing. It's just been the only thing that I've kept up. Okay. Even though I've, you know, taken other jobs because they've come to me. Right. Um, or I've just said, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do this. And I've ended up doing things like... I work for a strategy company um, that my aunt ran. She asked me what I do, and I said, sure. You know, and I did that as an independent contractor. Right. I've also worked part-time in other things that people have asked me to do. Right, right, right. Um, and then behind the scenes or kind of underneath it all, like, I've still done the real estate thing in some capacity. So when I was 27... When I was 26, I guess, I started having an interest in flipping houses. So when I was 27, I started 2-7 Property Group because I was 2-7 years old. And that was, <laughs> that was me really like putting an emphasis on doing house flipping and mm-hmm. potentially having investment properties. So that's when I first started getting out there and trying to just trying to change the whole real estate landscaping from just being an an advocate for buyers and sellers to being kind of an advocate for myself. Right. Um, And that's when I started to see, okay, what if I didn't just try to get paid from someone else purchasing? What if I or, you know, this group purchased Mm -hmm. and we got paid that way and Mm -hmm. we just actually did the work? So that started officially... Um, with the LLC when I was 27, and that was the first project was <laughs> shit show. <laughs> it took forever. So flips are supposed to be really quick, right? They're supposed to be like what? we buy and then we sell. You know, we buy, we fix it up, we sell 90 days, and then we get rid of it and get it off our back and get it on the market, and then we sell it. And yeah, it took a year. But that's real because I think that like flips, what we assume mm-hmm. should be quick but in truth i mean i think that's a really good information to share is like hey if we want this flip to do this that would be ideal but if it doesn't excuse me then you need to know the other pieces of it it does and that's super important i mean it's true it doesn't always happen the way you think it's going to and i I definitely would have never imagined it would have gone like this we literally got shut down by the city um Mm. because we decided not to do permits on the advice of someone else okay um they are expensive and they are time consuming sometimes um where they can set you back you know a couple weeks and you're just like yeah i'm just gonna start the work so we got shut down by the city had a contractor get arrested uh, literally disappeared. <laughs> like <laughs> this man disappeared, and no one could find him. And it turned out he was in jail. So this is a reality show. This is for real. Yeah. Got arrested. Had another contractor leave the job for another job. Um, I didn't know the best way to deal with contractors at the time. Again, first time, and I was significantly younger than everyone who was doing the work. Right, right, um, right, right, right. So it's like just, new in the industry and really yeah. paving the way. And it, that's what's important too. It absolutely was that. And um, maybe there was a part of that that had to do with like being younger and being female and then trying to kind of corral like these grown men. Not that I wasn't a grown, you know, young woman, but it, they were definitely like 
superior to me in age and experience. Absolutely, yeah. And yet, I was in charge, technically, because I was the one hiring people. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting dynamic, and anyway, that <laughs> didn't work super well, and we barely got out of there without losing money. But I do think that that's super commendable of you to have had that experience and really, um, you know, be able to say like, hey, we we got out of there and it it wasn't the greatest, but we got out of there because you really like had to be like, hey, I'm I'm assessing and knowing like what this is and, and what I'm doing here. And it's not the most ideal, but it is where we are now. And I think that's a lot of things that like we all have to like face at some points. It's like, this is where we are now. It's not ideal. It's not what we like. It's not, you know, any of those things, but... Not what I thought. <laughs> right. Not what we have thought. Not what we would have anticipated, mm-hmm. for sure. But I think it's very important. And I think that's a part of the journey. I mean, fortunate and unfortunate. Fortunate that we can say that we've had the experience. Unfortunate that um, we may have to experience it in different ways that are not as favorable to us. But um, you learn your lessons. You do. You and you learn, learn stuff. Lessons. And I can yeah. say that now, literally because of that experience, like I, I do things differently. Yes. So I, I interact with people differently like Mm -hmm. the contractors that I really roll with now are not the same they're none of those people lasted right right so that's I guess a testament just to learning and having trials and errors is that yeah none of those people are with me today right I don't even know if those people would want to be with me today right 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 yeah it, it, it didn't go great yeah and I wasn't the best like you know, general contractor because I was hiring people. The way it a lot of times works is a general contractor who is in the industry will then hire subcontractors, and the general contractor will be the one in charge who's in in charge of the timing of when to get people on site, um, what they're doing on what days, what order things are happening in. So, are you putting in the plumbing? Are you roughing in plumbing before the electrical? Are you then? Um, drywalling over that and then painting before the flooring are you doing the flooring before the paint like all of those mm. things are generally handled by somebody in the industry but I thought that I could just be that person mm-hmm. I could be the point person and I could hire all the people who are doing the individual tasks mm-hmm. so I did not know enough necessarily to be doing that we had to undo things um, we had a bathroom roughed in that was added that wasn't there before that had to be completely undone because I essentially hired a handyman instead of a licensed contractor, mm-hmm. not knowing that they're not necessarily the same skill set. Right. So, I mean, like all these things, I could go on about this this particular job and it makes me laugh now. Um, but at the time, it was just like, this is not a flip. <laughs> like, if this is not the way it's supposed to work. Like, what is happening? Like, everything this is, not is Chip right. and Joanna. Correct. Or whoever. <laughs> this whoever is not on Tarek and right. Christina. <laughs> like, doing their thing. And, you know, a year later, then you get to a buyer. And then you have the actual, like, transaction hurdles. Right. So, it's like, just getting it to market is, is one part of it. And then once you get it to market, I'm also the realtor. Yeah. So it's like so I've I've cracked up all that stuff. 
mm-hmm. and now I get to actually sell the house, list it and try to sell it. So everything was on my shoulders and I don't mind it that way, but it just didn't work super well right that way especially being so inexperienced but thinking I can be in charge so it's been it's been a long road to get to where I am now Mm -hmm. to where I've done flips bought in different ways um I know so much more than I did before and and now I've been on a hiatus basically and I'm obviously I have a 10 month old daughter and I've been stay at home full time and so I am just now getting back into the point where I'm like, okay, yeah. let's, let's do work. Like, let's get to work. Like, let's do this. I'm, I'm ready. And now I'm, I guess, thinking about different things mm-hmm. than, it, which is flips are cool, you know, all that. And I know a lot of people swear by like tax sales and stuff. All that's cool. But I'm looking at, uh, I guess you could say like larger projects now that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, how is that with, like, a new family dynamic? Mm. How do you feel? Because I was like, no, that's amazing. (laughs) No, I'm saying, like, that's amazing. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. No, it's fine. It's not a secret. But I do love that you, you know, you're doing so much and you've always been doing so much. So, I can't, um, yeah, I can't overlook it um, if you if you allow me. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm pretty much an open book. Like, even if I don't volunteer information a lot, if anyone asks me, like, I'm, I'm absolutely willing and right. welcome to share information. Um, I just tend to be a, a listener as much as I'm a talker. So I'm yeah. not like a, well, let me, let me tell right. you about all this stuff <laughs> that you didn't actually inquire about. But, you know, having a daughter, especially having a daughter who's young during a pandemic and then who I wasn't actually planned for. Right, right, It's right. a completely, to me, and maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a prisoner of the moment, but it seems like a completely different experience than if it was 2017 and yeah. I was, you know, had my little family and we were trying for a baby yeah. and then she finally came along and it was like, oh my gosh, bundle of joy, <laughs> you know? It's but like, it's a new space. It I mean, is. it's always a new space. It so, is. And yeah. I am learning on the job. Um, as I was telling you before, I don't, I didn't have a lot of baby knowledge to begin with, so I didn't really have much of a baseline, um, in my opinion. So not having siblings and then also not having a lot of family that was here in Georgia. Like I didn't, I've never babysat. I didn't really know what the whole baby thing was about and I never had baby fever. So I was never like trying to, yeah. even though I didn't have experience, I wasn't like, oh my God. I didn't have the baby fever right. either. I mean, I said I didn't. I did <laughs> and not. you still don't. <laughs> I still did not. <laughs> right. I still did not. <laughs> but no, I respect it a lot because, um, yeah, to everything you're saying. Yeah. I mean, uh, the experience is a little bit different. And then I didn't have the baby. I don't have the baby fever. <laughs> you keep saying that. I know. I, didn't. I do not it's have like, baby fever. Right. I do not have past, baby fever. It's a past tense weird thing happening right here. But yeah, so um, I'm just excited and congrats again Thanks. because we've had a whole like uh, all-encompassing congrats to the baby. Right. Cong- like, New like, Year. Hello, Happy New Year, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. 
everything. So yeah, um, for sure, that's exciting. But yeah, I I think that's a really good point that you make with that because I um, I do understand it um, in my own ways because I've seen it on a lot of different um, planes of of life, and it's really like. For me, I've seen it where it wasn't, you know, it was like, hey, we have cousins, we have, you know, younger siblings, or we have whatever, but those were in different places of life. So even experience that in earlier places of life, I appreciate it, but it's not quite the same. It's never quite the same. It's not. And I think what you're saying about earlier stages of life is different too, because it's like, there's no mention of the fact that I'm 36, right? Yeah, and, so it's just like, and we're like, yeah, we're I, I was thinking, in life. right, this would have been completely different if I was 26. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I ended up with a lovely daughter who I think she's amazing. Like, I, I have no, I, I have no doubts that she's amazing, but I don't have any idea what I'm doing either. <laughs> so I think that would have been different had I not gotten so used to the life that I was living right. for so long. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, I've been kind of in this this lifestyle that I've had until I was 35 years old. And, you know, it's interesting because every time I hear you say, and I know this is not going to be well received, mm, but I'm fine. just going to say it. Um, <laughs> anytime that I hear, like, anyone who's already mothering, mm-hmm. I have so much compassion in my outside space of not having had kids myself. And I see it a lot because I see it from earlier on places that I saw it when, you know, when I was younger or when I was not even of age to have kids and the connections that I had with anyone and then the connections that I have with my friends. So, you know, you're a very near and dear friend to me and I see these things as like the, um... The mothers around me, for me not being a mother yet, again, I um, it's I, I feel like you guys do so much mm. and do a lot, and I can't help but feel like that person that's being like, oh my gosh. You're doing so much and you're doing so great. And I can't help but feel like that person. So I'm going to continue to be that person. So in the effort of continuing to be that person, um, yeah, I don't don't feel that and I don't see that. I see you in a completely different light. And you've said it a couple times, so I have to now put it out there that um, I, I do see how we may have previously felt you know and being like oh I don't know and where I fall in and where I am and I don't know what I'm doing but I I've I've been very close to so many of my um close like siblings aunties cousins and whoever and what what happens is like I start tying that in with like someone that I know closely even if it's not a family member and then like how that could play into like how they would be a mother or how they would mother right and then also like into what i may know if i know anything about their background 
So I am just still right here being like, mm, well, actually, mm. you're amazing. <laughs> I can't help it. I'll be like, actually, you're amazing. Yeah, I, and I feel look, like you're doing great. I appreciate that. And you're not the only person to say that. And not the only person to say that who is not just like some stranger off the street. Yes. Like not so, some stranger off the street. It's and like people who know important. me and have yeah. seen me before and after. Yes. So I've had people like say that. And I, I like, I want to believe it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And I feel like, and I'm not obtuse enough to, to, ignore the fact that people are saying it for a reason and I'm like okay I mean I guess I'm not doing horribly but if you were around 24 7 I feel like if you had a checklist with like a clipboard that you would be docking me points no we wouldn't (laughs) I really don't feel like that (laughs) so this is the other weird part about that piece is that we wouldn't be docking you points because in truth we wouldn't be able to hang on to anything like we wouldn't even be able to keep up with anything that you're doing because we wouldn't be as good as you're being like I know for sure for me like I wake up in the morning and I remember this random moment I wake up in the morning I just do my regular routine I remember this moment for my best friend this was my best friend I was 18 and my best friend had a newborn and she had to get this newborn out the car with an umbrella. Wow. It sounds so I, it sounds so small, but I'm like imagining so the juggling right. that has to be happening exactly. with the straps yes, in the car seat yes. in the car, like in the newborn and, that, and the clothes and trying to squeeze them out and hold yes. the umbrella in the rain and it Yes. Yeah. And you just you just hit the nail on the head because literally I saw her with a newborn and had to pull out that umbrella. And I was like, she has to, for everything you just said, Mm -hmm. I was like, she has to pull out the umbrella. But then she also has to pull out the umbrella and pull out the actual seat. (laughs) Actually do all the other things. I was like, her back is probably hurting and the seat and whatever and all of that. And then in that moment, I was like, a lot. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not fit. I'm right. not fit. I'm so not ready. Every, right. So every time the, the I, I said all that to say, every time I think about mothers in general, mm-hmm. and not just new mothers, but just mothers in general, the the precipice of like that one moment and that one scenario that I envision in my head is like right but when, the umbrella. It, when it rains right <laughs> when, it, when rains. it rains you have to get an umbrella <laughs> and you have to hold the umbrella over you mm-hmm. and still get that car seat up mm-hmm. yeah so so many things so I can tell you every time for me it just wouldn't be no umbrella yeah <laughs> like we're gonna do all of that natural. with the car seat it's gonna and be the rain. natural it's rain gonna be yeah, it's gonna be natural rain <laughs> Just gonna yes. put rains on, and that's yeah. okay. You're gonna pull the car seat a little like and shield shoes. over, and I'm going to get wet, and the car seat's going to get yes. wet, and that's gonna be that. Maybe her feet get wet. Yeah. A little, little drink, a little, you know, a little dribble and sprinkling on, yeah. on the feet. Yeah. And that's all that's right. called playing in the rain. Right. Because everybody, right. every kid wants to play in the rain. She got it earlier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know. This is raindrops. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, it's it's so indicative of like 
just the the small things that you don't even think about unless you see them or experience them and that's so minor that's such a minor thing like oh see you need an umbrella and the car seat yes when you're saying it it's such like a minor detail just to add the fact that you also have to carry an umbrella sometimes yes but it's it's just there's so many of those moments to me at least as being a, a mother who didn't have a lot of baby experience there's mm-hmm. so many of those moments mm-hmm. where it's just like wow this added a whole uh, uh, an, another level of complexity yeah. to the situation absolutely and that's uh, i mean yeah that's very real i i don't even know how to um compartmentalize those things because that's very real i mean the good thing about it is it means that anybody can do it that's, <laughs> that's true. basically what i'm telling you but I is if i can't do it, it right. if i can do it anybody can do pretty it pretty much anybody can do it like <laughs> you you really gotta try hard to not be able to like you know at least do a decent job because i i feel like babies are very resilient yeah, they are. And They're they so they can thrive even if you're not, you know, an A++ student mm-hmm. as a mother. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I, and I'm sure I am, but I would hope that I continue to get better as time yeah. goes on. You know, and I learn different things. I just, sometimes I just feel like I'm so far behind, starting so far behind that I'm just now catching up to where a lot of people are in their parenting it's just like, oh, okay, wow, you knew this already? Because I didn't even know that this was a thing. I never heard of this, never seen this, never heard that this was a thing. And I remember telling one of um, one of our friends that I was like, nursery water. What's that? I mean, I'm an adult. I don't go down the baby uh, aisle. I actually, <laughs> like, I'm I don't a single know what adult. nursery water is. Correct. Because you're a single adult and you don't go down the baby aisle. Like, like, for what? <laughs> I pride myself in things, but I don't know what nursery water is. For what? <laughs> I don't. I still don't know what it is, but I know that they sell it. Oh. It is, it is something mm-hmm. that you... It is special water for babies. I don't know why it's different mm-hmm. than adult water. Um, it's I not like something it. I ended up using. Yeah. But it's just a bunch of small stuff where it's just like, wow, that wasn't part of my existence at all. Right. And now it is yeah that's really good um so i'm so sorry i i dove into your no um, we we got off on your, yeah i was like yeah we did the baby tangential hot mm-hmm. thoughts um we did it yeah i um i love to just like let things happen organically so um so we were there with the uh, moments mm-hmm. of that and then I actually am the one that brought you back to I wanted to like reverse you in time yes so it's all my fault that's fine but um <laughs> so so here we are and what I would really like to kind of get a little bit of information more on is that the thereafter what brought you into I guess the real estate piece because that's what happened right after or what I would perceive to be right after um, right into college yeah that was literally months I started real estate school months after I graduated from well, not after I graduated. I graduated and I still had my leasing job. And so right. I finished out my leasing job and then I moved back. So 
once I moved back to Metro Atlanta, Mm-hmm. Then within months, <laughs> I was in real estate school because I was like, well, I had one foot in doing fashion stuff. So I was I was doing a bit of modeling at the time and I wanted, I thought this is what I wanted to do. So then my senior semester at school, I went to New York for an internship and mm-hmm. it was not until I went, this is again, senior semester, like last semester <laughs> I went there I, I I guess did a good enough job to actually get a job so they said once I graduate call them and they have a job for me waiting mm-hmm. with a designer um, that I worked with while I was in New York and I was going to potentially go with them and, and work their fashion shows because that's what I was doing it was um, during fashion week I worked with this particular designer and they said you know you can just be basically a part of our team because you were a good worker. What that meant was you got no sleep <laughs> and you worked a really long hours and you, you know, you were just pretty much down for whatever errands we sent you on. Yeah. And you did it with without a terrible Fashion attitude. Week, that yeah, that is what that meant. So I was like, okay, cool. So I have a job and stuff, but I didn't like it. Mm. But it again, this is my senior year, my last semester, and I waited to me, in, in my opinion, too long to actually do an internship in the area that I thought I wanted to be in. Right. So it wasn't until then that I figured out that I didn't like it. And I was like, I don't want <laughs> to call you guys after I graduate. I don't right. want to do this. Um, and so that's where I ended up with Plan B. So I ended up doing an internship after I graduated from college. I was still doing fashion stuff. Um... And then I thought maybe I should do something else. And because I had the leasing job in college, I felt like real estate was a natural progression from leasing apartments to selling homes. Um, And I, I did, I did, I feel like make that leap, but I didn't, I enjoyed leasing so much. That's why I thought I should get my real estate license is because all we did was like, we had a great group and that was part of it, but we sat and we waited for people to come to us mm-hmm. and we just wowed them with our our facility and our personality. Yeah. Like that is what we did. We just showed them a good time and showed them a good product. That's all it was. Uh, yeah. And then they either said yes or no. Most of the time they said yes. And then you got paid. Real estate is not like that. You don't wow them with your personality. <laughs> and then they go, I'm buying it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's not the way it works. And on top of that, where are you getting the people? <laughs> they don't come to you in your office most of the time. And so it, it was more different than I expected it to be, but also it was a sign of the times because it was during the recession. At, you know, at the beginning of the recession, I thought I was going to sit in a condo office and people were going to come to me and I was going to wow them with my personality yes. and our facilities and they were going to purchase. And there were no condo offices because no one was buying new construction, no mm-hmm. one was building new construction, and mm-hmm. no one was buying pretty much anything unless you were an investor and you were trying to scrape up the scraps of people's lives. Mm. Because normal people, most people were in a, a, a hard position. Right. And so because of that, I think that's kind of what got me looking at the whole investment side is because traditional real estate had kind of taken a, a, a downturn 
and um, what was really popular was the short tails and the floor closures and the, you know, doing things that wasn't traditional. I'm representing a client who's looking to buy or sell in a regular way. Mm-hmm. And so that actually caught my eye and it stayed with me. And that's still what I prefer to this day is the just pure um, trying to make a profit in a less traditional way than just buying a home that you plan to live in, create memories in, that's not just a property, but a home that you're then going to put down roots in. And so that is that is not what I typically do anymore. And it, and it hasn't been for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what... Um... We have talked about a lot of things. I know. So, <laughs> uh, we have, but I love it because we covered a lot of ground. So, and we've had a lot of wine. We've had so much wine <laughs> in the wine podcast. Yes. And so, so what I would like to know is like, what, if any pieces, mm-hmm. what is it that, because I know we talked a lot about like, what you have experienced mm-hmm. and what you, you know, were more susceptible or were more open to and not open to. And so, are there any pieces that you actually would like to do in the near future? Yeah. I actually would like to do some things that I haven't done at all. Mm. So... I um I've been flirting with the idea of opening like a small twofold. They're both rentals in the sense that this is not like a an ownership situation mm-hmm. um, for people. But I have been flirting with the idea of opening a small hotel mm-hmm. that came from my time living in New Orleans, and I, I really that. got I I love how they foster small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and independent businesses, and I got really accustomed to interacting with um, small retail businesses, small hospitality businesses, and I thought that a rooming house would be awesome. And so that's that's a I guess old way of saying like bed and breakfast, but it's yeah. real small. Yeah. No, I love that. That's really cool. I didn't even know you were like into that yeah I think I think I could I think I could do well with that in terms Mm -hmm. of at least setting the foundation for Mm -hmm. what it should be Mm -hmm. although I don't expect to work on site for like an extended period of time like you won't find me like nine years old killing over like the front desk like here's your key like no be here all the time (laughs) no no (laughs) i'll be here in 2022 right of january and that's it and i'll come i'll like set it up and make sure that it's you know functioning as yeah as Mm -hmm. as i would like it to um but that's one side and then the other side is a more of a commune aspect so a place Mm -hmm. where almost like a canyon ranch situation or any type of retreat mm-hmm. where people can go elsewhere so where I feel like a rooming house is more of a city thing like yeah. a place you know where people want to be near other things um, I'm thinking of this commune as an out thing like you mm-hmm. go away and you want to feel like you're in a different space and mm-hmm. you want to have like a different vibe 
and maybe this is a multi-unit situation where it's a plot of land and maybe you have six or seven, you know, different cabins or structures where it's just a, a property and it's not, you're all next to each other in rooms, but yeah. you are on the same property and you have your own houses or you have right, your own right, right. tree houses or yeah, cabins right. or whatever. Yeah. So that is something I would like to do. And that's more exper- experimental, I guess, because I've thought about it being like a nudist place. I think nudist would be great. I've also I've... thought about it being a silent place. So which one of those two do you think? Ooh, that's a 50-50. Okay. Because a nudist and a silence, like, it could be 50-50 or it could be both. Mm-hmm. But I... No. You're quiet and naked. Like. Right. Are you quiet and naked? Are you quiet or naked? Right? Yeah. But no, I've, I've had someone present that to me um, recently and I was like, Shut yes. Up. Really? Okay, good. It's, Absolutely. It's good to know that it's like, I guess, a... Yeah, multiple people are feeling that way. Yeah, because people need people need freedom and silence, or freedom and silence. Like (laughs) we, we like, yeah, we we need all of those things and all those aspects. So I think it's really, I think it's really like forward thinking, if you will, and like very. That's funny. I mean, in theory, forward thinking. Let me tell you, I've been floating this nudist idea for probably a decade. This has not been like a oh, new. Gosh. No, no, no. I've been floating it to friends and family. Oh like, gosh, you should for have probably like, a decade and mostly family, and they've literally gone, oh, you know, in that voice where they're not on board but they respect yeah. your ideas, and they no, go, oh, okay. Yeah, you should have done it. because there. I so I will say because someone has like introduced me to like. There are concepts of like these nudist colonies, mm-hmm. like a nearby like north north our state Mm -hmm. if we will Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if you cared about being like a little bit no mm -mm. you can say what you want to say north georgia nudist colony north georgia nudist colony right that's what i like to say (laughs) but yeah so um that was the thing where i was like uh yeah do it and then I didn't know that you were like open-minded to it, so I was like, mm, "Yeah, even more, do it. Let's yeah. do it." I've been wanting to do. I, so it's about like the 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 freedom to me, and that's what people don't understand. I think people think a lot of people, not everybody, think nudist, and they think like sexy, and yeah. it's not that at all. Like it doesn't have to be sexy. That's, Actually, that's it will be not disappointing that it's not as sexy as people think it would be. I think people literally think it's like. You know, topless beach, like right. ooh la la. No, what I'm it's, saying is just is what you said. It's freedom. It's yeah. being able to feel like you're one mm-hmm. in in your completely natural self without mm-hmm. judgment, without fear, without like yeah. hesitation, without having to be you know coy or like pressured in any way. And it's literally yeah. just allowing you to be. And that's the part about nudist that has stuck with me for so long yeah and it was really disappointing for me to find out because there was one I wanted to visit in Louisiana and it was disappointing to find out that they had kind of um become less popular Mm -hmm. I guess they peaked around like the 70s and and then maybe from the 80s and stuff yeah just just started to taper off ever since then and lost their appeal and it got weird and like it got to be a place where people didn't really want to go anymore. It got yeah. to be a place where you made fun of people who went. <laughs> and they yeah. were like weirdos. 
And that sucks because to be honest, like, I don't know their life. Like to me, I'm just like, I know like the nudist beach mm-hmm. and nudist like places that mm-hmm. like where it is actually normal for people to go. Right. And like the whole living in the colony. Yeah. yeah it's like, like the living in the colony thing and all for that. whatever reason, it didn't like stay super popular in. Yeah. And I, could, I think that's disappointing. It is disappointing, but I could kind of get it because maybe people, other people who think they're okay with it are actually not okay with it, but I'm all for it. To be honest, I just really feel like the freeness, like literally I wake up in the morning and just open my blinds and then I'm, I'm the Nike. I'm just Nike right. all the time. <laughs> and I think and, that so many people would be if they felt more comfortable. Yeah. So that's the beauty about you is that you feel like you don't have to hide. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like be shrouded and like cover yourself because of whatever reasons. Like yeah. people have all these reasons where they I feel like cover myself. <laughs> they need to cover themselves. <laughs> and I, I wish they would be, you know, more like that. And I, for me, I love the aspect, but only in the sense that it's asexual. Mm. Like I don't, I don't actually, what doesn't appeal to me is just like orgy. <laughs> does appeal to me is just yeah. natural being one with the earth one with yourself I the agree. way you came in the world yeah just real chill it's a very chill thing like actually nothing about um the freedom of like how i am uh, exposed i guess yeah like um, i'm so exposed but yeah um nothing about it has ever felt um uh, sexual for me so yeah. I've always been like very free and very exposed and been like oh yeah I'm just like free in my quote unquote nakedness and whatever but yeah um, I think it's really important because I think it's a very important way to uh, separate the pieces because you don't they're, they're, they're very separate pieces for the record and we don't have to like feel one way or the other so i i feel completely great about like just being like yeah i'm chill and i'm just right it just happened to be i think if it's a it's a if it's not a forethought if it's a secondary thought like i'm doing this i'm drawing i'm reading i'm eating and i just happen to be nude naked whatever you want to call it exactly then that's what we're looking for and i think I, I would hope that people would respond to that if if I you know pursue it. I would hope people would respond to it and not just like a small number of people. And it, even if they didn't necessarily initially think it's something that they would jump to do, I would hope that it's something that if they did, they would find themselves having benefited from it. But I think they would jump to it because I mean I think so because there's so many times where people are like already in the nude right. like you say <laughs> already in the nude and in the way of which it's very organic right. so i think it's more so that they would jump to it because they knew that there were like people out there that are you know like promoting this not promoting right lord jesus like, right <laughs> no orgies, not promoting but, it on like, instagram right like just being Come like this the is a platform <laughs> we're a safe platform that allows 
for, hey, we do this and we embrace it and enjoy it. That is different. The fact that you say safe is so key. Like, it's a safe space, no different than if you just, you know, went to anything else. Like, any regular activity. That's that's what we want it to be. Maybe closer to, like, a spa. If you're going to try to make it analogous to something else. But think of it like a time where you just feel really relaxed. You feel Mm -hmm. like you're letting your inhibitions go because you're so relaxed. Not because you're, you know under the influence of something or not because you're trying to do something else it's just that you just feel relaxed right that's all no i agree i love it so this is technically your podcast so um i didn't know if there was anything else that you wanted to say on it because we've said a lot we have um I don't know how long this was supposed to be, but... <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's perfect because as long as it's under an hour and that's only because of the, you know, the whatever is... The format? Yeah, the okay. format. Okay, good. It says... <laughs> just come and just keep talking. <laughs> and you're like, gotta get rid of 30 minutes of this. No, um, no. As long as it's under an hour, we're good because we're going to keep all of it. But... um if we we had I think we have one last piece because I made you track back to something else yes. by force and, <laughs> and then um, and I feel yeah and I feel horrible for making you backtrack and then I forgot what I made you backtrack on so but anyway um, whatever you come up with in the interim. It would be beautiful. I don't know if, you know, I I feel like like most people, you have a lot of ideas, Mm -hmm. but which one of those are more forefront, you know? It's like you have Mm long-term things that you're like, well, maybe I want to eventually do this or do that, but forefront things, I I think that coming off of this period where I've been stay-at-home with Mm -hmm. my daughter Mm -hmm. and starting to get back kind of getting my feet wet and doing some work which I'm fortunate to be able to stay at home and Mm -hmm. do you know full-time mothering Um, and I'm sure it it helped me (laughs) just to be able to kind of immerse myself into the motherhood experience I I'm very fortunate and I'm thankful for that but now I'm ready to do something in addition yes I think that would be awesome um and so I I'm guessing that what I would at least just focus on at first is just, okay, let me dive back into the landscape of what is real estate like now Yeah. and see what's out there to see, should I be focusing on going back to flipping things mm-hmm. or should I really just kind of barrel forward with these projects that I kind of just talks about and at the nudist thing that wouldn't be the first thing I was doing I'll tell you that it wouldn't be that first I, I think that'd be awesome <laughs> I was like, be awesome I'm a little partial <laughs> but I wouldn't do the nudist thing <laughs> right <laughs> like nudist resort ready <laughs> fall 2022 come see about us I but love it I think it'd be awesome I just I guess I'm just a little bit timid Mm-hmm. Where I feel like, okay, if you're going to start doing something that is different than what you have been doing and start kind of making a, a site mm-hmm. in something that has a hospitality component, mm-hmm. um, 
I feel more comfortable doing something more traditional first to where I feel like I can at least get some footing and try to see what's up with that before I go, huh, no one came. I wonder if it's because I'm a terrible host or because of the naked thing. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cute and so like open-minded, but to be honest with you, um, once we like venture out to that, Mm -hmm. we can't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. And no, it's very great of you to think those things. But I immediately was like, man, fuck that shit. (laughs) Once once we out here doing it, right. (laughs) Take your coat out, right? Like once we're out here doing it, I I do feel that like small piece of something to be like, yo, we're doing it and we're doing it for a reason and and other people are going to feel us. But um, I think the biggest reason for me that I'm even talking about this stuff is not only because I've been feeling it you know, for a while, but also because as we, and I'm, I'm not the first person to say this, by no means is it, you know, profound and novel, but as we continue to go down a path where it's like, we're so connected and we're spending so much time, you know, um, in different virtual things and the right. whole metaverse and like all of these things where we are becoming or expecting to become more engrossed in virtuality that I think there's a real emphasis that needs to be put on reality. Yes. To where we can get away from, which which it sounds stupid, but we can get away from real fake life. Right. And just... That doesn't sound stupid. It, it doesn't it, sound stupid. <laughs> as I'm saying it, I'm just like, do you hear yourself? Get away yeah. from real fake life? But no, it is actually proper because... That is what the life has made us have to make to to where we have to like layer it, layer it, layer it on and be like real fake life. Like we can't say like regular terms anymore. Right. We can't say like regular (laughs) terminology anymore. Now everything is like layered. Right. Everything's layered. Like Clara Clara or like Avatar Clara. Right. Like, like, right. Is it me or is it me? (laughs) Right. But no, I love that. So, um. I'm hoping there can be a place where at least you know, people can continue to get away. Mm-hmm. And I know there are other other people and brands and businesses who are focusing on that too. And I think that that's an important component as we continue to have these advances in, you know, digital world and, yes, you know, all this virtual and th- this VR stuff that you have a place where your actual human form, like your physical Is. form, can also be nourished mm-hmm. or at least can go you know and then what you do from there that's on you but maybe you just go somewhere else with your actual body and you read a book or you just yes read a book right see I nice love stuff that. And, read a book. <laughs> and smell some nature yes. and maybe you're naked maybe you're not but as long as that's mm-hmm. there i feel like hopefully there'll be a market for that that's a good close to it and you read a book and maybe you're naked and maybe you're not like <laughs> i love that actually that spoke to me so um thank you so much this was actually the most um don't say random don't say random <laughs> no i was like this i actually the random word was nowhere near okay. my mind good. but i was gonna say this was the most like um like just a spacious part of like pulling 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 from everywhere 
and even I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> so I appreciate it, and yeah, no I thank you so much. And um, happy to do it, and yeah. glad to be a part of your podcast phenomenon. Mm. Hopefully, I can help. No, you have helped already. Thank you so much. I honestly can't tell what was on air and what wasn't, but... (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, thank you so much, Chanel. And um, until next time.